Hey, what's going on, guys? We're back. Movies Don't Suck podcast, episode seven. Mike, back again. What's going on, man? I'm back again. Yes. Feeling I'm okay? On. Feeling good? Yeah. No, no sore throat. No, no <laughs> runny noses, headaches, none of that. Excellent, man. Excellent. So, listen, I want to start off the show. You know, everyone's ta- starting to talk about this big Netflix, you know, cultural phenomenon going on. Love is blind. I, I don't know why I started watching it. Everyone started talking about it. And I, I just, I feel like we just had to talk about it in the show. It's just been going around in my mind for the last week. Mm-hmm. I know you haven't watched as much as me. I finished the first season. I, I couldn't get enough of it. Uh-huh. But give me a little bit of your first impression just off of what you saw. And then we'll kind of go back and forth on your thoughts. Understood. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I never watched the show until you uh, told me I should check it out. Yeah. You know, I heard it mentioned a couple times or whatever from, oh. you know, people talking and stuff. Uh, but I watched it and. You know, it's an interesting concept as far as uh, reality TV goes. Very interesting. Um, not really my thing. I was going to say, you're not a reality TV guy, are you? No, you know. I, Me neither. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a couple things that I got hooked into. You know, oh, so, see? You yeah. know, it's like my, my fiance and stuff. You know, I don't even want to say it, but um, <laughs> it, this is this is a show that's right up her alley sure. for sure. You yeah, know, all I, women told me to watch it. None of my guy friends told me to check uh-huh, it out, and then I started falling yeah. into it from then. Yeah, so I think she'll be. I'm sure I'll see more just because of living in the house with her. Right. You know what I mean. She, she's interested. She's hooked. Yeah, yeah. She she liked it. She liked it. You know, I, I'll shamefully admit that her and I watch uh, 90 Day Fiance. Which, I know a lot of people that watch that too. Yeah, I can't get into that. It's 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 silly, you know, and it's but uh, you know, it, 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 I I see it, you know, my yeah. girl watches it, and I'll I shamefully admit, like I said, that it's okay to admit it, but it's the same thing it, to me. It's like that's it falls into that same crowd of people that watch that or. Yeah, it's the same demographic. Yes, yes, it, exactly. Yeah, I get that. It's like, and it's funny because, like you said, neither one of us are reality TV guys. I'm not a Bachelor guy. I was never even a Jersey Shore guy. Jersey Shore came yeah, out I when never, I was in college. I never, I never cared it. about that. I watched, I watched The Real World when I was growing up. Mm. I, I was a little into that. And then there was a show when also when I was growing up called Beauty and the Geek that was on. I remember that, that name. Was, I found that also a fascinating. Concept. Sounds like an MTV show or something. It was where they was like really nerdy, smart guys mm-hmm. were like teamed yeah, up yeah, with yeah. like really like hot like model women. Right, like, right. I get it. Do, I get yeah, it. Yeah, it was that was an interesting concept. Uh-huh. So I, I'm always interested in a good concept, and this one, man, just I think that's the key to everything. It's like you said, it's got something so different about it uh-huh. that you want to just see how it plays out because the way the show lines up for people who don't know. You get all these couples in these rooms and they're called pods and they have to talk to each other without, there's like a barrier, there's like a wall Uh where you can't see each other and you just talk and talk and talk and you can't see the other person until you propose marriage to them. And you only have, what was it, like a week, I think it's like a week or 10 days. The first, I think, uh, the the, the one guy in the first episode, I think, proposed or the second episode, I think it was four days in. Four to, okay, right, you get like a week to like because they really want to give all the guys a chance to start like right, meet yeah. the women and get to know them. I heard there was a thing people were saying, "Oh, well, why are these guys so falling so head over heels in love with them? It doesn't seem like they spent that much time with them." I'm like, "Well, of course, everything is edited down." But what yeah. I heard that was so crazy is that some of the guys were spending up to 19 or 20 hours a day in the pods talking to the girl that they liked. You know, you, I, I I didn't hear anything, so I, yeah. I don't I don't know. That seems like an awful lot of time to me to be locked in a room yeah but um that's crazy yeah i hope that's the case to be honest with you if these people are really proposing to each other after a couple days of just talking to each other through a wall yeah that was where i was like why that's what i was wondering i was like how are they falling Uh for each other so hard even though of course we know the time is truncated down for tv 
I'm like, what's going on here? There's got to be something strange. Are these people that like into each other? But when you realize all the time spent. If that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but still, you know, I think where I think where it becomes interesting and I really haven't seen it yet. So I don't even know if it happens. But Mm -hmm. I remember watching the first episode uh, with my fiance and and I was thinking like, what I want to see, like if the if they talk to each other in the rooms about which guys like if if fights start happening oh, okay. and it came close with uh, one the one guy and the two girls or whatever yeah um but i want to see more of that and i'm hoping and again i did i've only watched the first couple episodes so maybe this happens but i'm hoping after the fact that they move everybody back into the same living space together to see uh you know if if those if any other temptations arise so I can happily tell you that what they do is so, so basically the breakdown of the show that's so smart is they give everyone time to find each other and then they all do their proposals uh-huh. and then they I got to that. send a, them on honeymoons. Yeah, I got to some of that. Some of the people, the first ones started going to yeah, they Mexico. Go, yeah, they, yeah, they go to Mexico and they have all these honeymoons and this is where they, and it's interesting because this is where they finally get to see each other and interact and uh-huh. say, okay, now the bloom is off the rose. You've seen the person. Right, right. And now you got to get used to that fact and then you got to, then they start having anxiety of like, oh, now what? Now that we're getting along on the honeymoon, they're already thinking ahead, saying, "What's going to happen when we get back to our family?" Because they don't have—that's the thing—they don't have their phones either. They have no smartphones. They have no uh-huh. connection to the outside world. They start wondering what's going to happen with their friends. They start wondering what's going to happen with their family. Their parents aren't are, aren't going to approve. Mm-hmm. There's an interracial couple on the show, and they, of course, right? They were like the thing. first one. They, that was the one that proposed on day four. Oh yes, that was um. Oh, was it Cameron and Lauren? I believe it was. <laughs> I think that was. I remember their names. That's so funny. You I, know their names. Yeah, I was like trying to memorize their names before we came on. And I oh my think, goodness. And yeah, they're like obviously worried because she's black and he's white, and they're worried about like what society yeah. will think. You know what I saw at the end of the first episode, and that was kind of disappointed that they did it but they showed like a montage oh, of the entire season yes yes and, and it looked like there was very i mean it was very cut very fast and yeah stuff, yeah like a movie trailer but it, it looked like there was a lot of spoilery stuff in that montage you are not the first person i told another friend of mine to watch it mm-hmm. and he said to me after watching the first episode but oh but why they show yeah, me that this exactly, couple's gonna do yeah, that yeah, i, 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 I almost didn't want to see it you know what i mean i yeah. i mean i i i almost wanted to skip past it you know yeah that was yeah, not smart. I I know what they were doing, trying to hook you for this. Because that's what yeah, because they show a lot of the drama. You see someone get drink thrown in their face. That and was stuff. a disaster yeah. for the show. That was a that we want to talk about drama when they love drama on these shows. That one was really yeah. bad. The it, guy revealed something really crazy. Yeah, it's hard for me with reality shows. I think a big reason why I don't watch them, especially these types. Mm-hmm. Is um, it's a phenomenon, though. Well, I, I, I get that. <laughs> I get that. I mean, the, the it, it was a phenomenon a long time ago. Now it's the norm. Right. But um, I, I just I, I can't buy into it. I still feel like there's production there. You know what I mean? Like you, you yeah. always read these stories about uh, all the nonsense, you know, like the truth about what really happened behind the scenes, how they really did it and stuff. And that sh- that show I mentioned earlier, the they 90K. do the same. Yeah, they do the same thing. You know, it's there's a lot of, you know, the people will come out later and be like, oh, the producers told me to do this or say that, you know, and you know we still we still go back to it yeah. kn- knowing that but it kind of it kind of makes it funny to watch at that point knowing it oh sure you it's know still, what i mean they're like drama. oh this is ridiculous this is such bullshit you know this is uh come on this is silly you know and i you know i'm sure that that rule applies to this as well it's at some uh, you know in some 
capacity or another. That's the one thing I heard. So I was doing research because a friend of mine also said to me, he's like, this has got to be fake. This got to be fake. I'm like, no, no, it's not fake. I did some reading on it. I've been, you know, looking as many articles as I could. Uh-huh. And they said the one thing, like you just said, is the producers did at points get into their their ears and say, hey, why don't you go over there and talk to this person? Why don't you say this to this person? Because obviously they're watching the conversation. That's one thing I like too. You're going to see points where they're all in rooms together, like you said. Right, and right. And one group is talking over here and then one group is talking over here. And you could see them in the background of the other shots. So it's not like it's being edited together. You see them all at the same time there uh-huh. and they're all talking about each other. And maybe a producer will go up to one and say, Hey, you know, this person's kind of saying this. Maybe you want to go uh, talk to them about of that. Course, which, of course. Which I have no problem with that. To me, yeah. that's that's just kind of moderating the situation. You're uh, not forcing anything to happen. You're kind of just nudging. You're being manipulative. Right. You're being, that's a great way to put it. You are yeah. being manipulative. So I have no problem with, with that part of it uh-huh. where it gets to that point. So in in the long in the grand scheme of things, it, it's it seems pretty it's it's pretty real. And it's that's I think that's what's you know people are really digging yeah. into with it because it's just such a expediated version of a relationship it's i don't want to call it like it it is kind of there's it's i don't want to call it a fresh concept but there there are elements into it it's an into the concept you know the the blind part of it and stuff like that it's you know it i could i see i totally see the appeal yeah you know what i mean and again, you know, I'll probably watch it. And who knows how I feel? I ran it. through it. I loved it. Yeah, no, I know I, it's trash, but it's I funny it. when you, when I first put it on, I put the episodes, and it said like ten or eleven episodes. I'm like, oh my god! Yeah, ten episodes, and then the reu- then you gotta watch the reunion, which is yeah, a, taped course, a year course, later. I know. I, I mean, but that's actually smart though, because then you catch up with them a year later to see where they're at. Yeah, which I I, I was interested to know where they. were. Yeah, yeah, no, be. I get that. They do the same thing on the other. The Bachelor, they do yeah, that on Bachelor and all that other yeah. nonsense. See what I loved about it too uh-huh. is that it is trash TV, but it tries to sell itself as like high concept because they're trying to tell you, hey, oh, love is blind. It doesn't matter what you look like. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you people can fall in love with you for who you are, which uh-huh. is all great and wonderful. And listen, I won't tell anyone that the, the way they can love, they can love. Uh-huh. But they're acting like it's a high concept show that's all about not not that's not about how you look. But it still has its trash TV tendencies uh-huh. because looks always come into play, yeah. no matter no matter who you it, are. It's not like they threw. I mean, this is sounds awful, but it, it it's not like there's a lot of like ugly people in the show. There's uh, it's like a I'm good looking you, cast and stuff. I'm glad you said that. That was another complaint yeah. people had, where they're like, "Oh, of course, well, yeah. it doesn't matter because yeah. everyone on that show is at least mildly attractive. They're mm. all solid looking, decent looking people." Yeah, and I'm, and I kind of heard people talk about that that's actually part of the genius of the show because if you have someone that's considered like the ugly person or the fat person, mm-hmm. then they're automatically going to get ostracized as like, oh, no wonder that guy didn't find someone to love or no wonder that woman wasn't attractive enough because it's because of their look. So by putting everyone on a, a level playing field of attractiveness, right. you're kind of making sure that no matter who somebody chooses, mm-hmm. they're at least going to be a mildly attractive person, if not very attractive. Because right. there are a few women on that show that are very attractive. Uh, yeah, yeah. The um and and plus you run the risk and and maybe some shows would want to play it this way. I don't know if this one does, but mm-hmm. you run the risk of making uh some people look real bad, like right. completely shallow and that, everything that's like exactly that. It. And I don't I mean you know maybe they don't want to do that or whatever. That's actually a really and good a, point. Too. And another thing I noticed was uh, not everybody, of course, because there were some silly ones on there, but everybody seemed to have pretty good jobs and stuff there was like regional managers there yeah there's a couple in there is like what was it she was she was a, a content creator yeah so con- she, yeah, she has, yeah that's she, a little, that's the she's African doing American what we girl. do yeah, the, yeah yeah exactly content creator. yeah yeah way to go 
Yeah, no, that's exactly. And then, then there's but it wasn't thing. a bunch of. It, it's not. It doesn't seem like a bunch of idiots. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't, yeah. It wasn't like bummy slobs that were just hanging nothing. And notice that some of them were right. older too, so that's why they had better right. jobs because a lot of the women are, or even the guys, are well, in their late twenties, like early thirties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. But it's funny you they said about the jobs. They had time to find their footing in 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 real life. Exactly, they're a little bit older, a little wiser. Mm-hmm. So they. But it's funny you mentioned the whole job thing because there's going to come a point in the show that I won't ruin where the girl talks about her job and lack thereof. Uh-huh. And how she like doesn't really care about work, and I'm like, oh man, is like, this am- the, the content creator? No, this is the one that's uh, her name's Amber. She's really attractive, know. skinny white girl, big boobs. Uh, <laughs> my friend is like in love with her. He's been talking about her on it on the show. He like loves it. Uh-huh. And um, she basically was like, I don't really care about work. Uh, I don't really live to work. It's not my thing. She got like monstrous debt, and the uh-huh. guy's looking at her like. Uh, um, what are we gonna do about that? And I'm like, oh, is he not not gonna want to marry her now because she's kind of a bum? Yeah. But and, and listen, no judgment. Everyone's got a different place in life. But he was giving her the look, like, uh, didn't you tell? Why couldn't you tell me this before? Yeah. You owe all this money. You don't really like to work. You want? She's she was ready. To, she was ready to hang it up. She's like, oh, I want to be a housewife. I want to like have kids and sit at home. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, that's great. If you want to have kids, fine. Mm-hmm. But you're kind of just. This is the problem. This is the genius of the show. You're forced to like dump all this on the other person yeah. so fast. Because you can argue, oh, they should have said this earlier. You should have said this later. Mm-hmm. But this whole process is like a month. Yeah, I would imagine uh, if people are really trying, if they're trying to really participate in this. Uh, and darn it, I lost my train of thought. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Come, come back. To, or, okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll get it. It'll it's, come back it, to it, me. It, it's, it's, it goes to the mindset of. First of all, you have to even decide to even go into a, a show like this. Uh-huh. And you have to decide, like, hey, your whole life is going to be on display. Are you prepared for it? Mm-hmm. And go, go, go ahead, Mike. Oh, no, no, no. Please oh, there, oh, there finish. I, I remember, but please finish. Oh, okay, yeah. So it, it shows that the kind of uh, person you have to be to even decide, like, my life's going to be on display. I have to figure it all out, you know, and then everyone, you're going to be exposed. And then it, that invites a certain kind of person even onto the show to invite yeah. that scrutiny. So these people know that they're going into the show saying, yeah. hey, like they're going to have to find someone, not have to, but they're going to be looking for someone mm-hmm. because you're already exposing yourself to the world and you want to get something out of yeah. it by meeting someone. And I could be completely wrong, but what I was trying to remember earlier was mm-hmm. like the if they're going on this for real and they're like willing to make take a risk and be with somebody for the rest of their life for real, this type of way, mm-hmm. I feel like they got some skeletons in their closet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like the, the young, the lady's debt that you were talking about yeah. or something, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, why are they resorting to this desperate measure? If, if not, and, and maybe they're all, you know, other than being on TV right. yeah, and I'm sure a lot of them like were like content yeah, creator, you know, that one, you know, I could have worked yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of them probably you know, you see it as a, just, Oh, I, I'm an opportunity to be on TV. I'll do it. Yeah. You know, you I know, I felt bad for some of the women because well, there, a lot of them, some of them were older and not, not and they were definitely at a point where they're like, oh, I'm 32, I'm 33. I, mm-hmm. I I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know if I want to marry this guy, yeah. but I'm not sure. And I'm like, oh, they're kind of like they're they're that's the that's the, the scary part of like the desperation where you are right. like watching them and you're getting enjoyment out of it. But it's also kind of sad because at one point one of the women who ends up like leaving a guy at the altar, uh-huh. she's like. I'm 34 and I don't know what I want. This like wonderful guy like loves me and wants to marry me, uh-huh. but I don't know if I even want him. I think I think I know who you're talking. And I'm about. like, oh, that's just that's just heartbreaking. It's it's terrible. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of hate all like all around because it's easy to to like rag on the women for like what they were doing and some of the shallowness that they were doing. Mm-hmm. But some of the guys also were acting. Of course, yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. It, it definitely like goes both ways. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, 
I thought that was, I actually liked that about the show because as much as I wanted to say like, oh, this woman's a hypocrite. Look what she's doing. Look what she's saying in the pods. Why she's ragging on this guy saying, why don't you want to commit to me? Uh -huh. But then she goes and does it to another guy who wants to commit to her. Yeah, yeah. But then the guys also do scummy, stupid things. Of course. And, and so I'm like, okay, at least the show is being fair to what's yeah, going yeah. on. Yeah. So I thought that was really part of the fascination of it. Mm -hmm. And just, again, the whole like one month timeline of meet in the pods Go on the little, go on the little quote unquote honeymoon. Uh -huh. Then they have to go back to their families and meet each other. Uh -huh. And then they have to plan the wedding. And, oh, do they? And, you know, oh, yeah. They have what they have real weddings uh -huh. where the families show up and there's like right, people, right, yeah. I saw that, again people. that spoilery, yeah, little uh, clip reel. The one thing about the show that is so, I think it's so fake. It's I don't want to say it's staged, but it's like you said it's manipulated and controlled. Is uh -huh. it's so clear that. The couple days going into the marriage, like say if they're going to get married on a, mon a Monday, uh -huh. it's so clear on the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday that the men and the women in the different relationships are not sure. And they're clearly not yeah. sure. And we all know, let's be fair. If you're not sure about a marriage, don't get married. It's a big but, commitment. Right. So over those days, they kind of just keep telling their partner, I think I'm there. I'm not there. I'm not sure yet. And then yeah. they get to literally uh, at the altar and the priest says, do you take this man? Do you take this woman? And they have to decide there if they're going to fully commit to the marriage last minute. Uh -huh. So I'm thinking at that point, the producers are telling them, hey, listen, even if you're not going to do it, and you're not sure. We have to have you at the altar. Mm -hmm. You can't say it two days before. We have to make sure we get you at the altar. This is where you have to tell the guy or the girl mm -hmm. that you don't want to do it. So the manipulation for me is, hey, uh, you could have told him on the, the, okay, the Saturday, saying, yeah. but you made him wait until at the altar on the right. Monday. Mm -hmm. to do it and i'm like oh that's gotta be manipulated you could easily not crush someone's heart and soul in front of their family yeah that day you could just tell them hey it's it's two days before the wedding i'm not feeling it we can't do it oh, oh show's over yeah no or, you have to get them at the uh, altar or it could just be like they both agree mutually to to split it off before and then the producer comes to them and be like all right you guys are done but let's just play it up till the wedding and then you right. guys reveal this so we have a show i heard one of them say like Oh, uh, opposites of the opposite sex. Oh, I'm hoping the other one will say that they don't want to do it because I don't want to be the one. And I'm like, oh man, so you're just relying on the other one to to, to get yeah. you out of it because you don't want to be the one to break it off. It's so clear at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, I get, I get that though. I mean, I've been, I've been there, man. Like, I, I don't, I never liked breaking up with people either, for, especially on TV. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I, I, your family. I, you know, I think for I think it would be easier on TV because I just don't buy into it completely. The love. Right. Because you know there's, what that, I mean? there's that um like that barrier of reality that's like not quite there. Yeah. So you're kind of not sure. Mm -hmm. Which I, I totally get. Yeah. Um the other thing I thought was interesting about the show, and this is more of like a content thing. Um, Netflix rolled it out over three weeks, which was really smart because we all we were living this culture now of binge versus weekly content. Uh -huh. And I didn't notice until actually after I, cause I watched it when it was already out. It's been out for like a month. So okay. when people were talking about it uh -huh. and I was looking up uh, all the stuff about it and they're like, oh, it's a three week event. And I'm like, three week event. How did that work? And apparently they did like the four, four episodes. Then they did the five episodes, and then they did the third week was was the uh, reunion. Right. And are you a fan? So just in general, are you more? Do you think that's a smart idea, or do you think they should just put out all the episodes at once, or do you more like to stagger the content? Because uh, Netflix well, been doing that a lot with, with reality shows. They've been staggering the release. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. See, I haven't noticed. Um, yeah, different things. I think I think now it's a good idea with everything that's going on in the real world. Right. Uh, more people are at time at home. Have more time at mm -hmm. home. I would imagine Netflix would want people staying on Netflix rather than going over to the other guys mm -hmm. uh, for a longer time. So I, at least for the time being, 
um, I think uh, it's a good idea to stagger it if you have something that people want to see. Yeah, I think that's that's way where it's kind of going now because mm. Netflix has been experimenting with this for a few months now, and okay. with their big shows like you know, of course, like Stranger Things and all okay. the Marvel stuff, they were just putting everything out at once, right. which I think is is you know, it's fine, it's really smart. But they've been like a lot. There's been like some hip hop shows. There's been like some other like reality TV, like faking whatever shows uh-huh. and all that stuff. And they've been like staggering it to trying to figure out what they want to do. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of smart way, especially with reality TV, kind of like keeping keeping people on the hook uh-huh. and figuring out what they want to do. Right, right. So I thought that was interesting. I think in the long run, Netflix is probably going to go that way. I don't know if they're going to do it with their big shows. Maybe they just want to keep doing the like all at once uh-huh. and give people that binge. But yeah. Then, but then you lose the 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 show of the moment because then it comes and goes and people forget about it. Yeah, especially with so much other content on so many other platforms. I think again with people being home now, I think it'd be smart for Netflix to uh drag it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I think so too. I think that's going to I think that's probably what's going to be. Plus future. if you know, if all these productions that are being put on hold, yeah. I you know, who's to say that Netflix is productions aren't going to be oh yeah they're the same thing everything's on hold so hulu does the weekly thing disney's doing the weekly uh hbo just uh has been doing the weekly so yeah everyone pretty much does the week binge well i thought that i i could be completely wrong but i never i always thought that like netflix was the only one uh to drop like the entire season yeah they're the only yeah they're the only one did disney drop mandalorian all at once no weekly oh that's right they did okay every so that's the thing netflix is pretty much going against the grind by right right putting everything out because it works for them i I can't think i can't think of another stream service that you know cbs all access does weekly Mm -hmm. hbo like yeah they all do it so it's gonna be interesting to see if netflix changes their tune and goes to weekly or if they do this groups yeah that's what i like about what love is, love is blind did they did groups at a time three right. four drop three drop five drop mm-hmm. so just doing one a week so at least you give people a few episodes to kind right, of right, stir right. with right yeah. but yeah so unless you have any last thoughts on uh, love is blind i can only just tell everyone who has even the slightest interest in it and if all you guys out there you know have your girlfriends i would say at least check it out it's just trash tv at its finest i would highly recommend it yeah, it's. I'd rather come home to my fiance watching that than one of the housewives of whatever city show. Oh, okay, that, that that's actually all right. That's a, that's a good um. Uh, that's a good sale. That's a good. Yeah. Uh, that's a good push for the show. Yeah, I I won't get angry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't want to get angry. You just want to laugh. You want if you watch. Yeah, show, yeah. You just I just laugh. I can't watch that. It's just it like hurts my ears. <laughs> all right, so um, let's uh, transition to our next topic. Uh, so a couple weeks ago, uh, Ben Affleck put out a new movie. Uh basketball drama the way back uh unfortunately didn't do very well yeah and uh you know it had some decent marketing behind it um it only made eight million its opening weekend so i'm hoping to you know give it a little bit of love right now i really enjoyed it uh-huh. uh it only made eight million opening weekend i it cost about 25 to make which you know for a small you know ben affleck drama that's fine but with its slow second weekend of course amongst everything going on in the world uh it only is at like 10 or 11 million so that movie is gonna even at 25 million is gonna lose money yeah yeah you know uh i know mike you didn't get a chance to see it way back but i'll just say that um really enjoyed it solid movie i uh i like the whole it's it's a little bit slow people would say oh it's kind of a slow movie right but i found that all the character development you know at certain points in the movie was really interesting it kept me on the hook so uh-huh. you're seeing him work his job and you're seeing how much of an alcoholic that he really is uh-huh. and then um you know he's gonna he's gotta deal with his ex-wife and, he, and he's obviously got some past trauma that the movie later reveals uh-huh. And then he gets the offer to be the coach, and you see what his past was with the with the basketball team. Right. And 
again, while not a great movie by any stretch, mm-hmm. I did wish that more people went out to go see it because I find Ben Affleck like extremely likable, like good dude in Hollywood. I feel like he's one of the good dudes in Hollywood. I always try to back him on a lot of his projects. Okay. So, yeah, I just wanted to say I thought it should have got a little bit more love, a little bit more of a chance. It was, um, I wouldn't say if it's necessarily one of his best movies, but I thought it was a nice comeback for him, especially all the trouble he's had with the, the whole Batman and the Justice League and his personal demons with alcohol and everything. Uh-huh. I thought this was a nice, even though the movie didn't make money, uh-huh. I thought this was a nice comeback for him, you know, no pun intended. I thought this was a, a solid movie to kind of like return Right. To. Right. Um, let me ask you, is it based on like a, a true story or no. anything like that? So it's just a yeah, story. It's just a script that I heard. Um, it was uh, Gavin O'Connor came up with. He worked with um, Ben Affleck on The Accountant, which okay. was an excellent movie. OK. And he kind of just brought it to him and he said, hey, I think this would be something that would work. And there's the whole alcoholic angle because Ben obviously dealt with that <laughs> in his real life. So I, I kind of dig. He's like, like, I'll be good at this role. Yeah, exactly. It would yeah. work for him. And it's interesting. Sometimes actors take on roles that kind of hit close to home and it doesn't work. Uh huh. But this is one that hit close to home for Ben. And I feel like it really worked. Like he really captured like that. I kind of said in my review, it's like a dark, quiet, like trauma that he's like, mm-hmm. facing. And he, it's very easy just to do a movie. Right. Like, he's oh, got he's... his demons. Right. And a lot of people kind of try to oversell that by like being extra like mopey and grumpy in these movies. And like you don't really care. Uh-huh. And his character is like very relatable and very likable. And he's not just like being like a sour guy all the time like he has a personality and you see like all the things that he has to go through in his life right and uh i would recommend it to anyone if you're like a sport if, if you like sports uh-huh. of any kind like sports draw i said it was a really good sports drama you know i always think about like one of my favorites being uh remember the titans uh-huh, and, yeah. and listen it's not as good as remember the titans right. it's i will never you know denzel is you know denzel's a beast uh-huh. but i would say like it's in that vein of like really solid well well-made good uh-huh. sports drama where you where you care about the characters, uh-huh. but also you get enough of the sport where the sport's important. But as we all know with these character pieces, it's it's ultimately just like in Remember the Titans. It's not really about football. Uh-huh. And it's just like in the way back. It's not really about basketball. It's about the people and it's about what they deal with and how they right. battle their demons and channel it through the sport. Uh-huh. So that's what I thought was so like pitch perfect about the movie. And listen, it's been it's been getting good reviews. I've been following it mm-hmm. you know, online and a lot of other guys on Instagram have been really liking it so i'm just disappointed that it didn't do well because it's, it's been getting like a lot of sevens and eights and people are enjoying it yeah maybe the studio i see some of the studios have started putting their current releases out on digital already yeah they're rushing those digital releases yeah out. so maybe they, they'll do that it might have to come to that point with this yeah and again with everybody home it's the perfect time to do it you yeah. know what i mean people will be watching looking for stuff to watch you know I, I the movie didn't look interesting to me. Yeah, you know, like not to go see it in the movies at least. Right, it's just uh, an appeal. Yeah, I'm a big Affleck guy. I love him, okay. so that's why it, it it appealed to me. It just didn't hit for you. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's. I I like some of his stuff. It, it doesn't look like the kind of movie, even with everything that's going on. I don't think it would have brought in a big audience. Yeah, anyways. oh yeah, I don't think anything with the virus. I don't think that has an. I'll be fair. I don't yeah, think that has to do with it. But it mm-hmm. obviously didn't help. Twenty five million. That seems like a lot. Yeah, that seems like a. Yeah, it's a risk, you know. It's like it's not his star isn't like that big right now. Yeah, and it's a, and like you said, it's a comeback. Yeah, it's, yeah. This is coming, you know. So it's not like you know, we're, we're Ben Affleck's in it. It's gonna it's gonna make seventeen million opening weekend or right. something and like just, that. Yeah, my theater was uh, I don't want to say it was empty, but it had like fifteen people in it opening. I went Friday. I went the first night. I went Friday night. Uh-huh. Uh, it had like ten or fifteen people in the theater. It yeah, just, it was not. Yeah, my father would say it's no Hoosiers. Oh, exactly. That's another all time. Classic. Yeah, so, it's yeah, it's def- oh, it's definitely not. Yeah, it's not Hoosiers. So let me ask you this: it just for Ben Affleck in general, a guy who's obviously 
a huge star. Everyone knows who he is. He's got a, you know, no, everyone knows, you know, what his story is. Mm-hmm. But he's also not a guy, like you said, that puts a, d- does a movie and it's automatically going to make $50 million. He's not a Tom Cruise where it just automatically just brings in his audience. So when you look at a project like this or you look at his career, are there uh, certain movies that stand out or are there certain things that you think about with Affleck through his ups and downs? Uh, yeah, I don't think he's a great actor and there's no movies that I love because of him. Really? Yeah, yeah. No, there's there's movies that I, I, I like a lot that have him in it, of course. Right. Um, he's part of the the element you're saying. Yeah, like and, 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 and there's no denying his talent. Obviously, he's won an Oscar for writing when he was very young mm-hmm. for with Goodwill Hunting, yeah. and um, he's directed good movies. Like he's directing, the, the, the I love town, his directing. The town was really good. And Argo. Uh, yeah, Argo. Argo won Best Picture, yeah, and, won best and that goes to my theory I said before that Hollywood loves itself. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know absolutely. that I think that is, Hollywood uh, saving the day in that picture. Yeah, yeah. So you know. He, uh, I, I, those were good movies. There, those were good movies, but nothing for me. Like you know, like we talked about Jake Gyllenhaal last time, yeah. Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal. Yeah. And he, um, he. There's performances that we've mentioned of his. Oh yeah, Gyllenhaal is that are really, really, really good. Yeah, ben Affleck notch. is. See, I don't. I I say, I say this about like Leonardo DiCaprio or, uh, like a. Jack Nicholson. Oh, no, no, not Jack Nicholson. But like someone like Leonardo DiCaprio, this guy is or Will Smith. Okay. Will Smith's a good example. Yeah, these these guys to me, obviously, and obviously they're very talented people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not saying anything like that, but they're they're actors and there are movie stars. Oh, that's interesting. And, and some some sometimes they could be one in the same. Right. Sometimes they like Jack Nicholson. Right. Uh but or some, Leo. I, 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 oh, you don't think Leo? Is yeah, no. Leo, Leo's a good actor. He's a good actor, but I don't think he's. You don't think he's elite? I think he's an elite uh, actor. I don't know. It depends on what he's in. Ooh, I th- you, know, you know, like you know, some he, he was great, obviously in Wolf of Wall Street. I think he was oh, great, and obviously in Django. Django is another great one. You know, but Revenant. I think it. Was, I think that whole movie was really great, but a little bit overrated. Uh, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I'm it, not it, saying like any like I didn't like that movie at all. Yeah, it, I found it revenant to be a little long. That's one I, knock I had on it. It is very, it's very. I don't long. mind the length. I think if 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 the if a movie is good, you can for me, I, I can never get enough if it's a good thing. It's good, right? You know what I mean? Um, but there, those are movie stars, and there's actors, there's there's movie stars. So I feel like a- where would you put Affleck I, on that I, scale? I, I would put him. More towards a movie star, but I don't think he's at that level to be like really, you know, like yeah, at a DiCaprio the, level, yeah, no, I at a Will that, Smith level, with his star I, you know, in well, the last few years. yeah, yeah. I don't think Ben Affleck ever got paid like twenty million to be in a movie. I don't think so, unless it's very early on. With they like they definitely tried to make him a leading man. Pearl Harbor is what screwed that whole thing up for yeah. him. Funny, funny story though. Even though uh, I heard him do an interview and he said he gets all that crap for Pearl Harbor, but that movie made money and was a success. Of course, which I didn't even think about at the time. Yeah, but I know it got banned. I know a lot of shitty movies make money. Yeah, Uh, that movie was awful. But I never seen it. Is it that? Is it that bad? It's really awful. It's it's it. And this is where like Michael Bay lost it for me because I've always been a Michael Bay apologist. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I love. I I, 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 I love like his early stuff, obviously. Uh, but I, lately, you know, I don't. Michael Bay for me has had a few hits and a lot of misses. Well, lately it's been with the Transformers, and it was pretty bad. I like Pain and Gain. I did too. That was solid. But 
uh, Pearl Harbor's just awful. It's it, you could tell it's very desperately like obvious that they're trying to make Saving Private Ryan and Titanic together in one time. movie. Was that Roland Emmerich? No, Pearl Harbor. Yeah, who made Pearl Harbor? Michael Bay. Oh, what? oh I'm sorry. yeah, yeah. Okay, it was Michael. Oh, but but, but what I will oh, say about that okay. movie is that whole attack sequence. I think it's like thirty minutes long. I think it's longer in the director's cut. Is some of the best action ever put on screen. But the rest of that movie is terrible. Like really? he was awful in it. Ben Affleck. I've seen clips and it's like, ooh, that's this is like really bad, yeah. dry delivery, bad Ben Affleck. Yeah, he's like real. He's, he's got his little like country accent. It's, it's a terrible movie. It's not. It's not all his fault by any means. Yeah. It's everybody. I heard involved. Liv Tyler wasn't particularly good in it. Yeah. Either. But I, 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 let's just say I look at his career and that's why uh -huh. I find it so up and down. It's so crazy. Like, yeah. like did you see the accountant? No, no. I, I, that's a really solid, well-made, good story uh, action. I know, like drama. the second part two is like in production or development. Or I heard something. that they said they might turn it into a TV show or do a second one. Um, let's see, what else has he done? Okay, he directed Gone Girl. Also, Another, yeah, no, that's a very a good great movie. Great movie. Yeah, like, yeah. He's, like his, even though he's only directed what three movies, his no, he's directed um, Gone Girl, Argo, uh huh, and, and um, the town and the town. Those are three really good movies. I think he's directed other stuff, but there could be like really old. I Maybe think it, one of them was like a really old short film. Yeah, I think he did from like old, early nineties. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, exactly. It's like like a long title. Right. Yeah. yeah I don't even count that one but, for him. Um, uh, I'll tell you what I do like with him, and I'll tell you what my favorite character he played was. Yeah. I you know movies like I I like uh he was good in a lot of early Kevin Smith stuff. Oh yes. That's where I started to like Ben. Yeah, Affleck. well, I think that's where he came, pretty much came from. You know, where that's where he started to become known. Yeah, that's um, where he got into the industry. Yeah, because Trace, I, I think Tracy Amy really was like a big hit, like critical. Yes, and um, and uh, money wise as well. And he did. He, you know, he had a little bit part in Mallrats or like a supporting character. Yes, he was like just the guy, and he like had the little the parts in Clerks. And he's funny. I, I really, really love the movie. Uh, because of everybody, not just him, but uh, Dogma. I was waiting for you to say yeah. Dogma. Yeah, Dogma is he very... plays the angel. Well, he plays. Uh, yeah, he plays the archangel. Yeah, one of the, it was he's Bartleby and Loki or Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah. And that movie is awesome. I, yeah, that's a that's a really good Kevin Smith. Yeah. That one doesn't get enough love. I feel like people. Well, it was it was controversial it. when it came it's a out. Obviously, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I think it's a pretty. It's a very funny and very creative, and it, it's very. Uh, you know, back when Kevin Smith was really good really yeah. good when his writing was really sharp and fresh it was yeah, exactly it was sharp it, yeah. was, it was funny it had mm -hmm. some dark darkness gore drama to it yeah for anyone who's uh looking for uh, a good ben affleck people obviously ben affleck's like that's the thing i try to defend ben affleck because i feel like he just gets so shitted on people uh -huh. say he's such garbage and i'm like no like he's he's really good like look at certain roles that he's done and on mm -hmm. it like i've said the whole point of this discussion is the up and down but i, right. I feel like if you look at his ups his ups are really good. Yeah, but he's had some bad downs too. Geely. Oh yeah, Geely. One of the. I've never seen it, but I know. Yeah, like no, said, I, what is it? One of the worst movies like ever made. Yeah, it was like notorious. One of those notoriously yeah. awful movies. But what I was gonna say was my favorite performance of his mm -hmm. was from Dazed and Confused. I have not seen Dazed and Confused. It's a very good movie. Uh, is it funny. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny, but it's a good movie. It's like one of those good. I, I feel you know. I it probably can reach more people that went to school in the seventies, uh, you know, but uh, it's, it's a very good movie, but his character in it, he's like the, uh, he's like the, the bully jock type uh, that like terrorizes the main character, the young kid in the movie. He's like the senior and the kid is just coming as in as a freshman. Okay. In the whole movie, he's, he's just a, a total dick. 
and he plays it so well. And there's just like brilliant character things in that movie that really have nothing to do with him. But everybody in the the movie has like a badass, like nice, clean 70s or 60s muscle car. A lot of like oh, okay. Pontiac GTO. It's like neat things. And then his car is like real beat up and it needs to be painted. Oh, it's like beater. a primer <laughs> and stuff like that. But he's he it, it it's just like the, the whole that's a really good movie. It's a smartly written movie. And that's why it was successful way back then. But his that's my favorite Ben Affleck character. And it's probably out. one of his first roles. I know he's had like uncredited like little things. I guess mm-hmm. I saw he was in like Field of Dreams as like oh, a I kid didn't. in the crowd oh, or something. It's funny, Affleck did an interview um, promoting The Way Back, and he said, like, early in his career, he was typecasted as, like, the bully, jock, like, douchebag, like, angry guy. And he was that in Mallrats. Uh-huh. And you're saying he was that in Dazed and Confused. Yeah. And uh, look, bad guy in Dogma. So early on in his career for Affleck, yeah. he was not, like, the Hollywood nice guy leading man. He was known as, like, the jerk. Yeah. And he, he said well, he, he wanted to get out of that eventually. Yeah, well, luck, he wanted to playing the same part. Luckily, lucky for him and and, and Matt Damon, uh, they, the two of them wrote Goodwill Hunting, which is amazing. Yeah. One, they won Oscars for it. That's pretty much the big thing that he's. And he kind of was for. a dick in that movie, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, he was he, like the Boston kind of like arrogant. Yeah, yeah, just like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he was like, notice it's smart. He was leaning into what he was already known being typecast yeah. so he kind of leaned into it for the role yeah. and I look it, it worked out pretty well in the long run so it, uh-huh. it played out well for him his um, performance where he was crying after the Red Sox got couldn't trade for A-Rod or something <laughs> was is was great I say I want to look at some more of his movies here and like he's just done a lot of like like you said a lot of smaller roles mm-hmm. um, he's in a movie uh, he's in Smoke and Aces which is a fun silly action mm-hmm. drama I didn't even remember he's in that um, Jersey Girl was bad uh, yeah running that pay- see he had this run this is where he fell off he had this run where he did daredevil geely oh, G- daredevil and, was off see, okay i didn't mind daredevil you love superhero movies i like so. yes but i acknowledge that it's not great but, uh-huh. but it was all right i thought i got some enjoyment out I of it danny not. did you see daredevil uh it's all right i feel like it, look it's not a great movie by any stretch, but Don't I feel like waste it gets, your time. I feel Danny. like it gets unnecessarily just terrible. shit on. I never watched the the series, but I, I would imagine that's all oh, the series shits all over the Ben Affleck. Yeah, so there's movie. no need oh. to watch that shit. Yeah. So I he, liked him as Batman. I liked him as Batman too. Yeah, I thought he was good. He, let's see what else. Okay, so he, so yeah, he did. And I was like, I was disappointed that that whole like his version of Bat whatever it was. Yeah. Because I, you know, again, I feel like he's talented as a writer and a director. Me too. I was happy when they announced him. I wasn't angry. People were like upset. I was like, no, nah, nah, I want to see him get a shot. Yeah, at that, yeah at I don't. That, you know, that's that, a, that, people that, getting upset over who's fucking Batman is silly to me. Welcome uh, to YouTube. Yeah, no, I know, I know, <laughs> I, I see it, but you know that that's you know that, that that's the least of the problems you know what i, I know. mean like well, people hate there's a hate that's the thing it's part of the hatred for ben Affleck i get it like, i get oh, it oh i don't want this horrible guy to like be batman but, nah, but he was good he was good he was batman. very good in other it other than keaton i think he would be my favorite batman okay yeah i, I of course for me it's all bail but I, I see that um i'm looking at some other movies that he did that maybe people would or wouldn't remember he was in that Gwyneth Paltrow movie Bounce before he yeah. did Pearl Harbor. He was in Jane and Silent Bob, we know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you know what we was solid that he did? Um, Changing Lanes. With I know, Sam, Sam Jackson. Yeah, I didn't see it. It's a middling yeah. drama. You know, yeah. these two guys are messing with each other. He was in a, The Sum of All Fears. That uh, he did that right after Changing Lanes. I think it's a Jack How was that Ryan. one? It's all right. It's not, it's, you know, he's playing the same character, Jack Ryan, from those Tom Clancy novels. All the Clancy books. That right. Harrison Ford played. Right. And Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger. Yes. So that's, you know, it's not as good as I only saw it once and I remember not really caring for it. And I know it's definitely not as good as the two Harrison Ford ones. Really? Yeah. 
Okay. So, all right. So I guess we could agree with Affleck. A lot of um, a lot of ups, a lot of downs, kind of in that. Yeah, area. yeah. You know, I, I, he's I, fine. He's got he's got a long, successful career. We'll see if uh, any of the, uh, you know, I know they just said like Weinstein had a list of people that his red flag list of people oh, that I, yeah, I his name that. was on that. So everybody's wondering, you know, everybody's like, what is what did he know? Yeah, stuff like that. Of course, Rose Rose McGowan got her bullhorn out. And oh, she was uh, started she was yapping. Out there. Hey, listen. At the end of the day, we can make it really short. Guy got what he deserved. Let's just say that. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I think yeah. he. I think he got yeah, off so easy. Can, yeah. So, all right. So, yeah, that's my little bit of love for Ben Affleck. You know, if you guys want to check out the way back, it's a solid, well-made movie. You know, I give, uh-huh. it, give it give it a shot. All right. So, um, on to our next topic. You know, Mike. Uh, I d- honestly did not think we were going to be talking about this again, but obviously the situation with the virus has gotten worse. Uh-huh. It's a coronavirus, and beyond everything, of course, we know we know obviously everything going on in the world. A really sad situation, but you know we want to try to have some fun here. So we'll just talk about the movies. Obviously, uh, as the situation has gotten worse, we initially said two weeks ago that we thought, oh, you know, there's going to be some delays. It will be okay. There's not a big deal. Maybe a movie here will get delayed and we'll figure right. it out. Well, as you've seen the last two weeks, uh, just everything is stopping. Yeah. Everything. Every movie. Like, nothing's coming out. Mm-hmm. You know, all the YouTube movie pages, all the Instagram movie pages are telling all their, you know, followers, like, hey, like, you know, we're, you know, we're going to try to do as much content as we can. Obviously, there's no new stuff coming out. So, uh-huh. it's uh it's hurting, you know, all the social media people. It's hurting the studios, all the actors. Yeah. Uh, every movie, step by step, being pushed and... The first one that I heard was, I think it was last week, that really started to show me where things were changing. It was getting crazy. Was uh, Fast and Furious because they said at first Universal was like, "No, we're not delaying Fast and Furious. That's a mm-hmm. tentpole franchise for us. It's going to make it you know, over a billion dollars." <laughs> and then we hear, not only was it delayed, it got delayed a year. That that shocked me. I, I don't know about you, but I was genuinely like, it takes a lot to surprise me with the movie industry. You feel like we've kind of seen it all. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw Bond get pushed from uh, April to November. Right. And we said, okay, you know, it's real right. find its footing again. But for Fast and Furious to get pushed, a, probably only 11 months or a year or whatever, uh-huh. that genuinely shocked me. because the studio, When was it supposed to come out? Like June? This will come out uh, April. Oh, okay. It was, uh, Mar- well, they just April. want that April summer. April or May. Yeah. It was April or May, yeah. They, they, they just want that summer slot. They probably saw it open. Mm-hmm. And that, that would be better for them than, than packing it in with a bunch of stuff in November and December. Oh, you yeah. think that's that's what they're avoiding the pack? Yeah, because the, like the summer the in. summer movie season now it seems to be starting in April, but it used to be from like May to like July. You can and argue they've even pushed it to late March because Mulan was going to come out. Yeah, well, Disney always has a has for some reason, and it's some it's been hit or miss, but Disney always releases a big movie in March. John Carter of Mars. Yes. Uh, Dumbo. Alice, Alice in Wonderland. Dumbo. Yes. So you can always count. Uh, you know, it came to me the the first time we were talking and we were trying to f- we were talking about Disney Plus and why is there gaps? Mm-hmm. Your, uh, Aaron was asking why is there gaps in their programming? Right. Those gaps are for whatever's coming out in the movies. Right. And they're building around. They just don't. They, they don't want anything new on their streaming service to compete with whatever's playing on the big screen. Which is smart. Makes right. Sense. Of course, they want to have something fresh always. So that's what that is. The um, but yeah, they always had something in March, and sometimes they've bombed bad, like John Carter yeah, or or Dumbo think, did not do very well. No, it didn't. It didn't. John Carter was really, that was a horrible. I didn't see it. It was yeah. a horrible bomb. It was a big, huge bomb. It was a massive price tag on that movie. I feel they 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 probably thought going into it that this is going to be the next Avatar. Oh, they did. Oh, yeah. that's, that's the word I heard. It people was shortly saying, after. They're like Avatar. we're building this new universe and it's going to yeah. be huge and it's going to be a franchise. It's going to have yeah. a cartoon and a TV show. And nope. 
that was dead. Mm-hmm. So yeah, seeing Fast and Furious get delayed really like hit home. I was like, holy, that's uh-huh. crazy. And then we saw later in the week them say that um, Quiet Play. A lot of people were excited for Quiet Place too, which I think is going straight to streaming now. Uh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, it, I really. Think, I think that and uh, the Invisible Man will be available. Invisible Man. I heard today. Yes, they said that's going to be on stream yeah. at the end of the week. They're going to char- they're going to upsell like twenty bucks, charge a little bit more yeah, money, yeah. and let people see it. Which I think is smart for these companies to do that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Quiet Place getting pushed uh, was another one. And then, listen, you know the big one I was excited for. I was could not wait to see Mulan next week. And yeah. I didn't think they were going to delay it because it had gotten to the point where it was two weeks before. I'm like, oh, well, yeah. we're two weeks before. They're not going to delay it. And then what do we hear? Boom, indefinitely delayed. And yeah. Like, and this, yeah. And that's and all, like Fast and Furious and Mulan. That's the China thing, too. Oh, yeah. Well, for, for uh, yeah, for both those, because Ch- ba- Fast and the Furious is now Fast a Furious billion is, dollar, you, like a movie why. thing. And it's because of China. Um. Yeah, Milan, you know, they're they made that movie for China. No question. So, you know, they're going to wait till China is back together, especially, you know, again, I thought earlier, I'm like, why wouldn't they just uh, put it on Disney Plus? But they, you know, two hundred million dollar budget. They already started spending money on advertising. Yeah, you can't. Uh, They won't recoup it that way. You know, know. do you see what Disney did this weekend with Frozen 2? It was supposed to come out uh, in three months. Uh-huh. They said, oh, everyone going through these tough times. You uh-huh. know, put, it put Frozen Disney. 2 out on Disney Plus right now. I thought that was like a really smart. They did the same thing a couple weeks early with the last Star Wars. Uh, uh, also. Uh, did, did they? I wasn't yeah. sure. I'm oh. not sure if that's on Disney Plus, but it's available for rent. Like if you go on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's on, yeah, it's on digital. It's not on. I don't know if it's on Blu-ray. I oh, no, 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 no. But did Frozen 2 come out on Blu-ray? Yes. No, yeah. Frozen Frozen 2, no. I believe, was supposed to. It's, it's on digital. It just doesn't come out on Blu-ray yet. So they're doing right, it three right. months early. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, that's a nice little extra thing. Because now I didn't see Frozen 2, but it's well, on they counted Plus, every, They counted on it. everybody. They counted on everybody being in the theaters to watch Milan. Right. So you they're know, like, hey, no, let's, you know, push yeah. it out there for people. And they know people aren't going to be at the theater. So yeah. Who knows? And, 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 you know, worst case scenario, which I, I, I hope not. But, uh, you know, however long this yeah. situation goes on is only better for the streaming services. I agreed. And I, again, I, I don't think I think like a worst case scenario or this is if this was like prolonged, it wouldn't surprise me if they did start dropping their or at least experimenting. Yeah. This with dropping uh, big their big you know what they intended for theaters onto the streaming platform especially with the rest of the year just being in flux and not knowing when these movies are coming out yeah no it's another movie that got screwed i didn't think of uh the new mutants yeah Mm. that movie's been delayed four times yeah that movie that movie is cursed yeah it's funny watch it like like aria stark in that like and she looks younger than she did at the end of the year in 2018 yeah, it was delayed the first. I read the movie was delayed the first two times for just because of other releases. Right. There were other movies coming out. Then it got delayed for the Fox merger, mm-hmm. and now it's delayed because of the virus. This movie has been it's cursed, cursed it's yeah. crazy cursed. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I I read that they they put a halt to all their uh, all their live action like classic remakes. Yeah, everything. Er, listen, everything in Hollywood now. I could easily go through this whole topic with you throughout the rest of the night. Everything's uh-huh. on hold. The Matrix yeah. is on hold. Uh, all yeah. the Netflix stuff is on hold. All all the, the Marvel stuff. Like, I don't, on hold I don't now. think. I, I don't think. You know. I of course. I I don't know. And I'm no health expert. But I I would I would think and I'd hope that this will go over, be over with. You know, in a month, two months, whatever. Yeah. Start to hopefully start to every. Calm down. Yeah. You know. And if that's the case, all these productions that were halted. You know, they 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 lost a couple months. Yeah. Oh yeah. It will. It, it's not. It's not like you know, Batman is going to come out 
way later than it was yeah. originally attended. Uh, you know, Fast and the Furious. You know that that's a year because yeah. it it was coming up fast. You know, right. and I mean, so they're like, all right, we'll just push it to next summer. Right. Take the notice. Take the short term loss, long term gain. That's only that's the only way you can look at it. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's what they're hoping for. Yeah. All so, right, so it's sad. Pretty much it. Yeah, so yeah. We'll but I think it'll happens. be all right. I think, okay. yeah, you know, run. I saw an article uh, that said Hollywood is stands to lose twenty billion. I believe it. I don't. You don't. Oh, you don't. No, if if, if it's only a couple months. Oh, if it's only like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, dude, months, you're you're yeah, you're missing yeah. you're missing Milan and James Bond money, which you're going to get the James Bond money back in November, right? Which I think is a better date for a James Bond film I than throwing it out in the summer. I was surprised it was coming out early. Yeah, yeah. I, I it's usually it seems like a like a holiday movie where people go Christmas. You got all the you know your old dad and he's like, yeah. I would go see the new no, James I Bond. Agree. Yes, exactly. You I know, agree and, with and that. it's a, and then James Bond is a little bit more like highbrow than your typical yeah, it's like summer. It's classy. Block. It's like classy. Yeah, debonair. Bond. Yes, you, know? you know, you know, you know. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's go on and uh, I asked you guys to submit some questions and let's answer some of the fan questions. All right. So uh, first up, we have a question by uh, Reviews by Quinn. He is asking us, what is the best horror movie franchise? And also, what's the best zombie virus film? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Um. Okay. So he's our number one fan. Yeah, he's our number one. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Heading Way to go, two, Quinn. Two, yeah, Quinn. Two weeks in a row. Let's ask questions. Um, okay, so listen, I'll admit, I'm not a big horror guy. Uh, I just never grew up with them. I just not for me. Mm -hmm. But when I think of horror movie franchises that I personally love, that is just great. Uh, I love the Saw movies. Really? I've seen all of them. Oh, my God. And I acknowledge that most of them are crap. Uh -huh. But I think they're fun. I think the first one is fantastic. I think the first one is one of the best horror movies I've ever seen. First one is, is first one's fantastic. It's a good movie, and it's a, a neat concept, and it's yeah. not... I love the it's first completely one. different from what that franchise became, which was just torture porn. Yeah. So I love the first one for the story and the concept. And then two was pretty good. Uh -huh. uh, three is like was like mediocre. And uh -huh. then four, five and like the rest of them all blend together so much for me yeah. that I could barely even follow what I could barely remember what they were. Uh -huh. And then the, the reboot that came out like two years ago, which was just called Jigsaw. Yeah. It, yeah. That one was OK. I uh -huh. enjoyed it. It was decent. Now they got Chris Rock doing the new. Yeah, one. I'm actually interested in that. I'm very interested to see yeah. what they turn out with that. So again, <laughs> I I acknowledge that it's not the greatest horror movie franchise, uh -huh. but it's my favorite. I love it. You know, I've seen some of the Halloweens. I've seen some of the Friday the Thirteenth. Uh -huh. I've seen bits and pieces of all these big franchises. Right. But I'm not enough of a fan to pretend it, that I've like, oh, well, this one's clearly the best. You know, I just I just don't know enough about it. Yeah, um, I, that's what's a. Your, yeah, what's your favorite? It, it's really one? hard to say as a franchise because a lot of the French horror franchises. Are terrible. Uh, yeah, they <laughs> turn they, they turn into terrible. schlock. They're turn right. You know what I mean? Like the, the the original Nightmare on Elm Street is yeah. a genuinely scary movie. Yeah. Uh, great concept. The first uh, Halloween. Yeah, yeah. That it's I mean, that, that was like the fir a first of its kind kind of deal as far as yeah. like slasher movies and yes. stuff. I was never a huge fan of Halloween. Yeah. I remember I saw it a little bit later in life. Yeah, me too. And I was like, ah, oh, this is good. I love Jamie Lee Curtis, but I'm a little bored. Right. Um. You know, in the Nightmare on Elm Street, they turned into like Looney Tunes, like horror movie versions of Looney Tunes after the first one. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to pick a franchise. It really is. Cause, it's cause it's just, a good question. So consistent, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I hmm. Jeez. I, I don't know. I, I think off the top of my head, I'll just say a Nightmare on Elm Street. But I know I, if I gave it more thought, I would come up with something better, I think. Yeah. You know, I, I, I it's, it's, a, it's a solid. You know, pick because a lot of people love love that franchise for that reason. Yeah, it's an I mean, I, I, it's an I iconic character for yeah, sure, to say the least. I, you know, I just, it's 
not like you're being even even the greatest you know in my opinion the greatest horror movie of all time mm. uh, the exorcist oh okay had a terrible sequel that's right you the know sequel is known as being trash yeah the third one was pretty good but the third one was a completely kind of different movie the second one was awful yeah, so you can't but, really say that. Yeah, or? I mean, like everything that, that you could people you think of the Hellraiser franchise, and they're the they're all they they have five or six of them. Oh, yeah, that's right. Pinhead, right? See, yeah, I mean, yeah. I haven't even seen any of those. Yeah, they're they're weird, you know. And your Friday the Thirteenth, which is as, as other than the first one, once Jason comes around, is the same movie over and over yeah. again. Those those aren't those aren't like good movies. They're just fun, fun movie. popcorn movies yeah. you know so what about virus zombie movie i could i have a couple i can yeah I, I i mean i wonder if it, i i wonder uh, maybe you maybe you can set the rule here mm. but is is any vi is any zombie movie also a virus movie because I, I feel like it is yeah because would you say that a virus movie a zombie movie is a virus movie because right? is there is there a zombie movie that doesn't come from a virus yeah because they always want to talk about how this all start what's the origin you know okay so, so i feel like it's the same thing yeah so for me the clear-cut winner just i i'll just say as the best my favorite zombie movie ever yeah. clear-cut uh, hands down would be Shaun of the Dead. I was I was gonna say that one. Yeah. That one is fantastic. Yeah, I've never been a huge zombie guy. You know, I found, me neither. I'm not a big zombie guy. Yeah, the the old one. I mean, there there's good movies. The old George Romero movies are good. The yeah. not Dawn of the Dead. I was gonna uh, say Night I like the, the Dawn of the Dead remake. You remember the one that came yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. Snyder. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Zack Snyder. Three hundred. Yeah, I've never seen the original George Romero Dawn of the Dead, but the one the mm -hmm. remake in the mall. For any of you yeah, who haven't yeah. seen it. That is an excellent, well-made, exciting is. drama action. A lot of action, a lot of good yeah, action. Like, yeah. and again, for me, not being a horror yeah. zombie guy, I remember mm. turning it on one day and I was like, "This is really exciting and interesting." Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's I, a, I, that Zach and Shaun Snyder. of the Dead might be my two favorite zombie movies ever. Yeah, no, for me, Shaun of the Dead is a brilliant, brilliant movie. It is the yeah. writing. Of, I love Edgar Wright. Yeah, Edgar I think Edgar it's a, I think it's a perfect movie. It really is. I also like the first Resident Evil. Also, the first one. The first one. There's like seven others and they're schlocky trash. Yeah, no. But the first one stays more grounded. It's got a zombie outbreak element to it uh -huh. and it's just a fun silly interesting you know movie it's okay yeah, no, the other two were way better I, I was really disappointed i mean I, I was disappointed with that and i was excited for it because when i was young i did play that game oh, me too i, love I was never game. that much of a video game person but that was one game that i actually did put a lot of time into when i was young oh, okay so you had an emotional and, investment yeah i would have liked movie. to see no more I, I well i envisioned that movie before it came out i was like oh this would be such yeah. a and it was nothing like you know no, no, no. I, want, I wanted the, the house the scary house you want the, the, the spencer mansion with the is that what it's called yes yep. very good um with the, the with the puzzles and the traps and all that right. stuff and, and that, the corridors and yeah the no, that was just yeah. like action this is silliness. Just like woman wakes up and has to yeah. figure out the science lab and do stuff uh -huh. it's a yeah. it's a billion dollar franchise i know so. but um uh, you know that people think about the 28 days later that danny boyle directed that yes i didn't see those i heard they were great yeah, well it, it's a it 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 seems like it they they're trying to tell a zombie apocalypse thing from a more grounded realistic yes if it, if it were to really happen or right. something like that um and i think that was like one of the first movies that they started having like running zombies like fast Running zombies that'll actually like, oh, okay, chase just, like you. run at you. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. Sure. Oh, wow. Oh, genre to write and direct myself. What would I want to do? Um, I would, man, it's hard. It's like there's stuff that I know I would want to do, but it's like, would I actually be able to do it? Because I would, off the top of my head, I would say I'd love to do an interesting sci-fi concept. Yeah. I would love to do an interesting sci-fi 
technology slash human drama. Mm -hmm. But it's like, would I actually be able to pull that off? So I guess the easy thing for me to say is I would just do like a, a, a dark drama, like a, like a Jake Gyllenhaal kind of movie where like where it's like yeah. Enemy or Nightcrawler where it's like yeah. the seedy underbelly and you, you know, you come up with interesting characters and how they interact in a, yeah. in a, in a gritty world. Yeah. So, uh, so I'll say if it's my ultimate dream sci-fi, if I'm thinking grounded, I would just pick a, a dark drama, uh, personal drama. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you on both, both counts for do. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Sci-fi fantasy. You know, I grew up like in that stuff, but I would hope to do, you know, like a, a an intelligent one. I wouldn't want to do so. I mean, I'm sure everybody who sets out right, to make right. any movie wants, you know, wants the same thing. No one wakes I'm, up and says they want to make a stupid movie. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I would hope to be able to make a great one, you know, and, and then I, and again, you know, uh, a little low budget drama with some real heavy themes. Yeah. I, you I know, like I, I like that kind of stuff too. You know, that's what I would want to go for. Obviously I'd want to win Oscars. Oh, sure. That would be nice. To yes. go up there. Danny, who asked that question? Give him a little shout out. Oh, Jesse. Oh, thanks, man. That's a great question. Good awesome. question. Um, okay, so let's go on to, um, we had another question. Um, Timmy Darmudi on Instagram. He wanted to know what was going on, going on with the Obi-Wan production. Well, it's very straightforward, very simple. There's pretty much nothing going on. We haven't heard anything from Kathleen Kennedy. We haven't heard anything from Disney. I think they're still in the process of redefining this, of rewriting the scripts, figuring out what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And we keep hearing the rumor back and forth that they're going to turn this back into a movie. Which, man, we've talked about this at, at nauseum. I don't know what they're going to do. I think they're still in a holding pattern, and they're going to figure out when they write, finish writing what they're going to make it because we haven't heard an update on the Obi-Wan production at all. Yeah, I think they're still in the process of trying to figure out how to fire Kathleen Kennedy. Yes, you know, that, they probably are. Uh, you know, I'm being sarcastic but serious at the same time. Yeah. I, you know, I don't really care or, like, no, but I just remember hearing, like, everything happened very abruptly. Yes, so, true. And, 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 and then they asked Ewan McGregor about it. Who I think is a good actor. Oh, I love you, McGregor. Yeah, um, you know what his thoughts was, and it was a very like short, matter of fact answer. Oh, it's like something like, "Oh, we just want to get it right." A very yeah, we want to get it right. Yeah. Yes, yes. He makes, was, he was it a makes good soldier. me think that there's a lot of uh, a lot of issues with the script, maybe. Oh yeah, or, or maybe other behind the scenes stuff. But I think there there were problems, and they just they're trying to keep it as low key as possible. That's what, yeah. I you know, if, if something big is coming out, and they talk uh, uh, with some exceptions, but. When there's production problems, it's usually not good. For oh, no. The, for the show. I mean, <laughs> yeah, always. Unless you're James Cameron or something, you know. But, yeah, uh, who takes forever, but it always ends up being Yeah, now good. people think it's going to be a bomb, and it ends up being the biggest thing ever made. True. Um, okay, what's going to comment from um, Holly underscore Horner on uh, Instagram? She just said, uh, keep it up, guys. So, you know, Holly, thanks. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Holly. Um, okay, and our final question of the night from um, uh, TTP video on Instagram. Uh-huh. She asks us, uh, what criteria must be met to make up your top 10 each year? Is there a checklist? Also, what differentiates your 10th spot from the first? Oh, thanks, TPP, TTP video. Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Um, Basically, for me, I look at, I don't, I don't really have a checklist, but I look at like all the factors of like, how much fun was the movie? How well was it written? Mm-hmm. Uh, did I, you know, uh, cinematography direction, all that stuff is factored in. But at the end of the day, I always have to tell myself, did I enjoy the movie? Was it a good movie? Mm-hmm. So people might say to me, oh, Eric, you know, your number one movie this year was uh, was Endgame. You know, that's kind of like a Hollywood blockbuster popcorn movie. Uh-huh. And I say, yeah, but guess what? Was that your number movies, one movie? That was my number one movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I have to say to people, <laughs> like, yeah, that was the movie that I it was in the theater and got the most enjoyment out of. Uh-huh. It was well written. It was fun. It uh-huh. was interesting. It had action. It had drama. It had good story. 
Uh-huh. It, it, it kind of just fulfilled everything that I want out of a movie. Uh-huh. But then if you go further, you know, all the way up and down my list, you know, like, yeah, like the, t- the 10 spot for me, that's a movie that could kind of just be anything. It can just be, oh, it's a movie that I enjoyed. Maybe it's not the best movie. It's just a personal preference. Right. I feel like the bottom of everyone's top 10 lists is mostly just their personal choices. And then as they go up the list, they look at the better, higher quality films. Right. Like, you know, this year where, you, where people would say it was like The Irishman. Or you know, or just anything that right. This year is a hard, a hard year to put a list together. Right, it's all the Oscar movies. Like, like you know, I had Ford v Ferrari on Uh at the top of my list. So I feel like the the lower part of the list is always about just fun, good movies that you enjoyed. Uh And then as you get more into the middle and and higher up, that's where you get more of the quote unquote Oscar movies that people love. Mm -hmm. So you know. In terms of the way you would look at it, is do you look for different criteria, or is you just, just no, what you enjoy the most? I, no, the only criteria I, I look for, or, or not even look for, but you know, the first thing I look at is like who's directing it. You know, okay. obviously. Uh, but for me, I just I I don't care. You know what I mean? I I, I just mm-hmm. want to see a really good movie, right? Well made. You know, and, and on on all the aspects of it. You know, everything. You know, from the production behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. To, to the story, obviously, it's got to be. It's got to yeah, have it's a all good story. story. It's that's all engaging. Story. Yeah, I think that's what Parasite's best uh, as or, or attribute was was how engaged. Like that movie, not my favorite of the year, right? But I think that that movie grabbed me and kept me engaged right. more so than that, any of the other movies. I agree. That's why it was on everyone's top five. That's why yeah, it was no, in my top it, five. Excellent movie. Excellent you know, movie. that's why it did all those. Like that's why like, I won a screenplay Oscar. Uh, well deserved. And, yeah. and it deserved, and it deserved it. it. No, yeah, it deserved yeah. it. It deserved everything it got. It's every movie just for me, it's just different factors. It's like yeah. some people said to me, you know, you put John Wick 10 and it's like number 10. I'm like, yeah, well, John Wick was an incredibly well executed, fun, right. well made action movie. Now, I understand it's not going to be on a lot of people's lists, but that's why I right. put it it's number not 10. It's not going to win Oscars or right. anything. Right. It's just something that I enjoy that yeah, I think if you're an action fan, you should check out. Yeah. But then a lot of people would say to me, oh, you got 1917 on there. I'm like, yeah, guess what? Not the most original story. Mm-hmm. But talk about just brilliantly executed technical marvel that uh-huh. kept me intrigued. So that's why my list, it, of course, at the end of the day, it's going to be subjective. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, of course. but I always look at different things of like, what was the movie's greatest strength and was it enough to put it on the list? Yeah. John Wick had its greatest strength. Uh, 1917 had, it, had its greatest strength. Mm-hmm. You know, and then that's what kind of just goes into the list. Yeah, no, no, no one could ever tell you that you're wrong. Right, you exactly. know what I mean. It's, it, it is. Subjective. They try to. But. Well, of course, of course, I, uh, those wouldn't be on my list. Yeah, a lot of people knock me for putting Star Wars at number five because I, I, yeah, I love Star Wars. I, I, I'm going to knock you for putting Avengers in number one. But hey, again, you're right. not. You're, that's you. You're not wrong. Right, you know, to, I get it. To me, you're wrong. But to you, I, I, I can't say you're wrong. Right. You know, but I, for me, I just like I don't, I don't have like a favorite genre. I, I, I think you can make a great movie. In any genre, about any subject, about anything, yeah, yeah, that's you true. know what I mean. So I just want to be, I want to be engaged. You know, I want to, I want a, a interesting story. You know, I don't want to, I don't, I'm not a, you know, why I, I'm not a huge Marvel movie fan. Right, yeah, you're not a big Marvel. Yeah, you know, they're fine. You know, but like I see them once, they're forgettable to me. You know, mm. for the most part, I don't need to see them again. I was like, all right, that was fun. Endgame was epic, though. I don't think so. I think the one, but I, I, I will say like. I was disappointed in Endgame because really because the one before Infinity War, Infinity War. I thought was some excellent. people said Infinity War was the excellent. superior movie. I th- You're oh, not I, wrong. I, 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 I totally think I totally agree. I had I, Infinity War in my top and, of my and list I put I, I put my expectations, which I, I really don't l- like to do, is allow myself to have expectations mm-hmm. higher. You know because I did think 
that Infinity War was really, really great, you know? And and I didn't, I just, I, I watched, I went to the movies to watch that. Oh, you did? Oh, you actually yeah. did? Oh, okay, to, 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 to see the last one. Yeah. And, you know, that's how, how much the I like the other one. Yeah, because, it got yeah, it got you. Yeah, I'm like, all right, yeah, I want to see where this is going. Yeah, that's true. But uh, you know, for me, I just I, I want to see a good movie with a good story, something that I think is intelligent, right, and grabs you. Yeah, yeah, something that's got a little bit more depth to it than just you know the superheroes got to stop the bad guy from terraforming our planet. <laughs> it's always a terraform. Yeah, there's always a blue laser shooting up in the <laughs> sky. sky. The yeah. DC movies had that problem too. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and I'm not saying again there's those could be those are could be good movies or whatever, but for me when you're putting a top 10 list together, you know, I I, yeah. I would have heavier movies on there. And of course, with 10 movies, a 10 you still have room to put your John Wicks. Yes. Because those those are you can and you know, those there's movies like that yeah, that I enjoy, you know, like exactly. Dread. Yes, a lot of excellent the, movie. You yeah. know, I would probably put that on the top my top ten list for whatever year that was. Right, exactly, because you enjoyed it. Just right, it's not going to win Oscars right, or stuff, exactly. but uh, you know, I like, I, you know, this year. Obviously, we've talked about it, but great year. You had a lot of very good, smart movies that make you think. Right, like the lighthouse. I love. Yeah, you love the lighthouse. You know, I love gems. Dude, I, love I, I sleep. I, dude, I love, I love Jojo Rabbit. I like that. I know I, 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 you're I crazy, it. dude. That movie is it's it, good. It's, it's beautiful. Good. I it's a love beautiful it. movie, man. It, it it's really, an emotional movie. I won't it is. There's it's a lot of there's a there lot is. of weight. I'll say that. I wasn't expecting that when I watched it. You know, when it I when I finally got to see it, it was that that movie I, I actually went out and bought the Blu-ray. Oh, awesome. And and I've watched it I think twice oh, good. since I've I've bought it. And cool. and I love that movie, you know, and and hey, Taika Waititi's he's awesome. No, well him. deserved, he's, man. Yeah, well deserved. I've I've been a fan of his ever since what we do in the shadows. I thought was brilliant. Mm -hmm. I was talking to my buddy about it the other he made day. The best Thor movie too. He did. The, he did. The best Thor. Yeah, that's another one of the Marvel movies that for me, it, it transcended. Yeah. It, it made. It, it did. That, that was a really. It, that was a fun movie and a lot of good humor. A lot of his. Uh, you could see his fingerprints. Oh, uh, all, all over, over the place. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, anything else, Danny? Any other uh, comments yeah, or questions? More, uh, sure. Question. Yeah. Uh, who is Wow, comedic actor to see more serious. Who asked that question? Uh, Quinn. Yeah, oh, Quinn. Quinn again. Yeah, it's Quinn. Great questions. Yes. Um, man, a, so a serious actor to do more comedic. Like a more comedic, oh, a great comedic, comedic actor, actor. You said serious roles. Ooh. Well, you know, Robin Williams did a great job with that in his life. He really nailed that. Yeah. Jim Carrey was really good at doing that. Who's someone out right now that, because, man, I. I okay, I know who it yeah, is. I, I, I got an answer, and they've already proved themselves to me. Mm -hmm. But I think I am a huge, huge fan of Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh yes, dude is hilarious, hilarious. But I guy. think I, I think again, he's unbelievably talented uh, as an actor. I haven't seen that show he has on Netflix, but I heard good things. Uh, oh, uh, the one where he plays like it's the political thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like on Showtime or something. I or, think yeah. he's a hitman or something, isn't he? Or uh, something like a government. Something. Oh, I, I don't even. I'm not sure. Whatever. Okay. I could, I was, but I am a huge fan of his. I always like. I love Borat. Yeah, well, obviously, but he's. Got, right. I mean, like, I started watching him when Ali G first came on uh, HBO. Oh, okay. That's Dolly's, where Borat Borat came. Right, from. He's a character on Dolly G. Exactly. Show, right? Exactly. Okay. And Bruno, which was made and into Bruno. Yep. But. He is unbelievably, he's a very good actor. And he was, I was super disappointed 
and he in that he was supposed to play and he was pushing for it very hard for a long time. He was supposed to play Freddie Mercury in the yes. Bohemian Rhapsody before, movie. Yes, before uh, Rami Malek got it. Yes, and I think that Oscar would have gone to him. I think he, I mean, I think he's talented and I think he looks just, oh, oh, just like just, a, oh, you know but, why he quit that role? Yeah, because he had beef with uh, the man, Queen. The, yes, Queen. They want he wanted to focus more on the he wanted the movie to end with the death okay. of Freddie Mercury, and I think he uh, he wanted to focus more on the 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 more unsettling aspects of his like you know the drug use and uh, you know the stuff that he was into and stuff like that. Yeah, he, and the band wanted the band. to. Have more of a Hollywoody. Yeah, they wanted to sanitize Freddie's story, and he wanted the raw. And they wanted to. They wanted to their credit too. I think it sounded. It sounded very to me when it happened, or when I heard it, or read it, or whatever. Makes sense. It actually makes total sense, whether it's true or not. Yeah, yeah. But it makes complete sense, despite like all this. it, It was still a pretty decent movie, but I wish that he did it, and I and I think like he would have uh uh benefited from. I think his star would rise. From that point, and I he, agree. It would have. Been I, I've also heard that he's difficult to work with. I've heard he's is so that could too. be what's holding him back. Because I really do think he has the talent to be a very respectable actor, leading man. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, for me, it's hard to think of a, a, a comedian right off the top of my head, but I will say that I think The Rock is a very solid, charismatic actor, and he does. Uh-huh. He has not really necessarily a comedic actor, but he does a lot of comedy in his movies. Uh-huh. So I will say that he's done a few dramas here and there. I think he should go in that direction of like, I know he wants to do the family thing, but I would, for me, I'd love to see The Rock do like a dark, serious, straight, like dramatic role for him with no comedy mixed in. I know there's a little comedy in Uncut Gems with Sandler, which is Uh, fine. But for me, I would say for The Rock, you do something like really like crazy serious. I think he's too larger than life to be taken seriously. I know that's the, that's part of the problem, you know, and um, because it's hard to think how many comedic actors are there today? There's not a whole like a like you know Kevin Hart's a very big funny guy, well, but I wouldn't see him in a serious role though. I mean, did he did he ever do? Oh, I guess there would be comedy in that too. So never mind. I was gonna say like, didn't he do some romantic comedies? He may have. But you know, you you had even before Uncut Gems, Adam Sandler dipped his toes in the water with uh, yeah. Punch Drunk Love yeah. and Rain Over Me. Jim Carrey did Truman Show. He did very well in Man on the Moon. I uh, did the number twenty three also. Yeah, which was not a, not a great movie, but but a it's something different. Movie. It's the, something yeah, different. he's trying to break yeah, away. So. Mike Myers, uh, you know, he's done some dramatic stuff. Oh, that's right. Myers, too. Who? Who? Oh, yeah. You know what? It's, you're right, because no one really thinks of Jamie Foxx yeah. as like a comedian, even though he did the Jamie Foxx show, well, which was a comedy yeah, show. Yeah, no, he he definitely got, he was yeah, doing you know movies what? like Booty Call, you know? Yeah. Which I'm a fan of. Yeah, and then he did, <laughs> I mean, he did Ray, and he's done other like action <clears throat> political dramas and all this other stuff. Well, yeah, so he that's did. A great, that's, a, that's a great point. Uh, Jamie yeah, he Fox did Django. Himself, he was great. That's right, he did he Django. Was great, great in Django. So, yeah. I, Jamie, you're, you're right. uh, what was the one with him and Tom Cruise? Oh, a collateral. Good movie. Excellent really film. Good movie, Michael yeah. Mann, right? Yeah, yeah. Excellent yeah, film. Yeah. You know what, Danny? You're right. A guy who was a comedic guy who turned himself into probably what? Top 25 actor in Hollywood? Top 50? Like he, like Jamie Foxx is not just like a mid-level guy. He, he yeah. For me, he's one of the like top-level guys yeah. in Hollywood if for you, acting. If, if, really you go, good. if you go back and watch that movie for, called JFK mm-hmm. from Oliver Stone with Kevin Costner, about the, yeah, yeah, the conspiracy, yeah, very yeah. good movie. Solid movie. Solid yeah, movie. I love it. Movie, but there's a lot of like Jack Lennon and uh, Walter Matthau are both in there playing like really great serious roles, even though they're small. Right. John Candy shows up as That's a right. very I mean, small I saw that movie role. So long ago, I don't even yeah. remember that. Yeah. 
That's a good question. There's a lot of them, and and a lot of them we've already seen them try their hands. Yeah, it's a very hard thing to do because the audience has to buy you as this yeah. new guy, which is why I think why Sandler got all the love because he did that good of a job with this new character. Yeah, yeah, I still I, I still have yet to see but that. I've been meaning to you rent. guys had good picks. Sasha Baron Cohen and Jamie Foxx, those are two yeah, guys. Yeah. No, really I've I've always loved it. Sasha Baron Cohen. Me and my buddy caught like the very first episode of the Ali G show just by accident one night. Oh really? We had HBO on and and um it just came on. We're like, oh, this is a new show. Let's see what it's about. We were laughing our asses off. It's a funny show. I've seen bits and pieces oh, it's of it. It's a great, funny show. man. It's great. Yeah. It's great. No, he's good. All right. So uh, I think with that, we're going to uh, wrap up for the night. Uh, Mike, thanks for coming on. Danny, appreciate you uh, giving us all the comments and questions. Uh, before we go, we'll tell you guys, uh, you know, on YouTube, come see us. You know, uh, movies that don't suck, all one word. Mm-hmm. You know, like, subscribe, comment, all that. If you want to hear our podcast, you know, go to anchor.fm slash MTDS. You know, we're on every platform. You know, Apple, Google, Spotify, the, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And if you want to see us on Instagram, come see us at uh, Movies That Don't Suck with two Ks. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that, uh, and keep those questions coming. Yeah, guys, listen, great questions. Oh, oh, all right, all right, yeah. let's go. Let's go. One Is last it question. Quinn? Is it Quinn? No, it's uh, Tri Toy Productions. Okay. Oh, Tri Toy Productions. Okay. I don't know. But yeah, cool. Tri Toy. Top female villain character, not the actress. Oof. Oof. Okay. Top female villain character, the, oh, the actress. The actress, not the role. Right. Not the, no, the, not the, the, the character. Okay. The, oof. So best female villain. At, wow. Yeah. I, I've, I'm just going to go off the top of my head, but you can go ahead if you want. Uh, no, I, I'm blanking. I'm like wondering. What, I'm sure there's. Like, I'm going to go with. I, I'm going to go with the movie I mentioned uh, last time briefly. Yeah. One of my all time favorites. Willow. Oh, I was, okay. So you got to see Willow, man. Have you seen Willow? I'm Qu- not. Queen. Queen. Uh, Queen. Babmorda. That is the name. She is. That is the name. And she is a bad woman. She, yeah. I, I love that movie. She is really, she is really mean in that movie. And, and she's a very good villain. Very scary, powerful villain uh, for that world. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm trying to think like who is like, I know the talk the last few years has been Angela Jolie's Maleficent. A lot of people saying she gives like great depth to like a dark D- Disney character. Uh, I, I'm not, I don't think she's, the, I don't think it's the best, uh, but I think it's, I've heard she does a solid job with that role. Yeah, her, no. but yeah, female villains. Uh, yeah, no, I'm sure there's. I'm a trying to think lot of like of iconic classic. Female. Linda I guess a lot Blair of people, from The Exorcist, but that's not really her. Yeah. Um. What about um, Sharon Stone in Basic very Instinct? Very good. Yeah, that's a very good. What's one. her? I don't remember her character's Catherine name. Catherine Tremell. That's it, Catherine Tremell. Yeah. Danny, you got you got one uh, that you can think of top top of your head. It's hard. Female. That's a great question. Female. Yeah. Villains no, there's some good ones. Tough. Obviously, um, I mean, this isn't this is different movie. Yeah, but uh, uh, Charlize Theron and Monster. That's a great one. Yeah, I mean that's it is. That's I mean, a, her performance. She's a bad woman in that movie, and and her performance was great. But I'm trying to think of more. more I'm, like, I'm trying to look up some right now as a list to get some ideas, and uh, I'll tell you one that's good. Uh huh. Oren Ishii and Kill Bill. Lucy Liu. Yeah, that's a badass. That's a but what makes badass her badass female? What's, what's makes her more badass than any of the other girls in Kill Bill? What makes her better than Vivica I, Fox or 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 because uh, she leads the 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 gang? Because she was I don't know I guess everybody loves that fight. Yeah, you got you know what guys one we all forgot probably the all time classic. I'm surprised I didn't think of this. One of my favorite movies, The Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good one. You can't you know, know like, Wizard of Oz. You can't beat that's that. like the correct answer. You know what I mean? Like that's what like if you if you're like trying to guess what AFI yeah. American Film Institute. <laughs> 
made their list. You're like, they probably. That, that is a great. It choice, is a good though. one. I, I would have honestly, I could have looked at my the, phone all day. I would have never thought of that. That's yeah, a great. It's one of the a lot of people saying, um, Kathy Bates. Yeah, in misery. In misery. Absolutely, absolutely. That's, that's a really, that's really an good all time great one. Mm. Oscar winning. Yeah, that's you know. I, so I have to say, you notice. Know so it's hard to say like the definitive one. Uh huh. But I think those are all like great selections. Yeah. I think I, you, you gotta go see with, Willow, man. Yeah, I gotta see Willow. That's my jam. But yeah, you can't go wrong with Kathy Bates, and you can't go wrong with the. Uh, with the Wicked Witch. Yeah, no, I feel like I'm those sure, are classics. I'm sure we're missing a bunch, you know. I feel like there's, pe there's people might be watching us right now screaming at their computer course, screens. They're yeah. like, how could these guys not know yeah. th th this character? And I'm like, oh, I'm just drawing yeah, a blank. Yeah. Now, Ka the Kathy Bates one is really good. That's an iconic Annie, one. Annie, I think her name was Annie in that movie. I, th I think you're right. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember if they said her last name. But yeah. She was, she, <laughs> she was bad. Yeah. All right. So listen, everyone, listen, great comments, great questions. Keep them coming for you. You know, the next podcast. Mike, once again, thank you for coming on. Danny, oh, my pleasure. Uh, producer, engineer, thank you for shouting everything out. Dan the man. Dan the man. All right. So we'll see you guys next time. Be safe out there. Have a good night. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Take care.